It seems like every so often the Middle East boils over, like it's always simmering, and the Israel-Palestinian conflict boils over. It's done so recently, it'll do so again today, Israel, the Bible, and the last days. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you like this video, click the like button. If you want to help us get the information out, liking, sharing, subscribing, and ringing the bell helps us do that. The comment section is also open below. We would love to hear from you. One of the major themes that you find throughout the pages of scripture is the birth of the nation Israel that would bring the Messiah to bless all nations. We see its birth way back in the book of Genesis, and then we see them coming to the place of the Messiah coming through them to bless the entire world, as God told Abraham, and then they are set aside for a time, and then God is going to begin once again to work with the nation of Israel, and the Bible tells us that all of Israel will be saved. Today, in the Middle East, we see things boiling over once again. They're always simmering underneath and every once in a while they boil over. So I want to take a look at what the Bible has to say about Israel in the last days today. There are those who believe in replacement theology. Covenant theology teaches the same thing, that the church replaced Israel, that all the promises that God made to Israel in the Old Testament are going to be fulfilled in the church. But I want to show you, first of all, that the Bible doesn't teach that that God is going to continue to work with the nation of Israel. Listen, first of all, to Romans 11, 25 through 27. It says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant concerning this mystery. So Israel is a mystery. No wonder there's some confusion about it. How Israel is going to be developing in the last days and what God's doing with them and how God's working with the church is all mysterious. It's a mystery. So he says, for I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. Keep that pride down. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So blindness in part means that there are people from Israel who are being saved today. But blindness in part happened to them until the fullness of the Gentile came in. So it says, until... Jesus talked about this fullness of the Gentiles when he said that Jerusalem would be trampled underfoot until the fullness of the Gentiles. We'll read that passage here in a moment. But it goes on to say that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So all Israel will be saved as it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. So this reminds us of Zechariah 12.10, where God says, I will pour out a spirit of mercy and grace on Jerusalem, and they will mourn for me, God speaking, as one who mourns for an only son, when they look upon me whom they pierced. When was God pierced in Jerusalem? That's with Jesus. And in the future, he's going to pour out a spirit of grace and mercy upon them. And as a nation, they're going to be saved. We also see this unfolding in the book of Revelation. We see it in the book of Jeremiah. We see it in the book of Ezekiel. It is all over the Bible that God, again, is going to work with the nation of Israel. So I want to cover a passage in Luke chapter 21. And this first section refers to the army surrounding Jerusalem. And it's probably referring to both, and we get that in the text, both 70 AD when Jerusalem is destroyed and the end of the world when armies surround Jerusalem once again in the Gog and Magog War. 
So Luke 21, 20 says, But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart, and let not those who are in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. This cannot be 70 AD alone. It has to be talking about the end of time because it's the time when the days of vengeance are going to be completed. There are those who will say that this is when the Romans surrounded Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. And it may be referring to that in a way, but most of this is speaking of the last days. It goes on to say in verse 23, but woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days, for there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. The Bible says the tribulation period is a time of Jacob's trouble. And it also says that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. And so then in verse 24, it says, and they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And so that section of the context is referring to 70 AD. So you've got Jerusalem surrounded by armies. He's talking about a time when everything is going to be fulfilled. That's the end of the world. And now you've got 70 AD when Jerusalem is trampled underfoot by the Gentiles starting then until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. And here we see that God's not done with Israel, that he's waiting for the time of the Gentiles to be fulfilled. And I believe that that will be the rapture of the church. And then he quickly goes to the return of Jesus when he says, and there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the seas and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them, and the expectation of those things that will come upon the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. He's still talking to Israel. They go through the tribulation period where the church is taken out of it, and then they're going to be gathered together. This is different than the rapture. The rapture takes place when we meet the Lord in the air. This next event we're going to read takes place when Jesus comes back to this earth. We are, we are gathered together with a shout and the voice of the archangel. God sends his angels to gather Israel from the four corners of the earth after the tribulation period. Listen to what it says in verse 29. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourself that summer is near. So also when you see these things happening, when you see what things happening? Israel becoming a nation, people say, or Jerusalem coming under control of Israel again. From 70 AD, when they were dispersed around the world, until 1967, Israel was not in complete control of Jerusalem. And in fact, they're not in control of the Temple Mount area today, kind of. They share control with the Palestinians that are there. So in 1967, Jerusalem is no longer trampled underfoot by the Gentiles, and many believe that that is the starting date for the generation that will not pass away until all of these things happen. Listen to what Jesus goes on to say. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away until these things take place. So it's telling us that once these things start, 
It's gonna all happen within one generation. And if 67 is when it is started, then that generation will not pass away. I'm not saying that it is for sure, but I'm certainly saying that it's a possibility. It very well could be. It goes on to say, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But then it says, but take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life, that that day come upon you unexpectedly. It can't be the return of Jesus because Revelation tells us all the horrible things that are happening. It's got to be the rapture of the church that would come unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all of those who dwell on the face of the earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Now let's talk about the conflict in Israel today. It's not as old as what people think. In the early 1900s, there were Arabs that were there and the number was growing and they referred to Israel as Palestine. That's what the Romans called it and that's what the Arabs who were there called it. And so the Arabs that lived in Israel took the name Palestinian. They are not the descendants of the Philistines like I heard someone say one time, the Philistines were European people. These are Arabs that were living in what they called Palestine and so they called themselves Palestinian. And there were more and more moving in in the early 1900s. At the same time, there was a Zionist movement and there were more and more Jews from Israel that were moving in as well. Until 1948, this was under the control of Britain. And Britain, along with the United Nations, came up with the idea after World War II and the Holocaust to make a Jewish nation and a Palestinian nation in Israel, to divide, to carve up that land. And that's exactly what they did. They carved it up. And if you look at a map that was proposed by the United Nations, I think they were trying to displace as few people as possible. And so they had the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, and they had the Golan Heights as being Palestinian. They kind of had it all carved up. Well, the very next day, May 14th, 1948, Seven, from, from the time of this video being made, 73 years ago in two days, Israel declared itself a nation. Suddenly, a nation that had not been a nation for 2,000 years was a nation again. Isaiah said, can a nation be born again in a day? And the nation of Israel was. Now think of this. Israel became a nation and then were removed by the Babylonians, were brought back into the land and became a nation again, then were removed by the Romans, and then became a nation again. I don't know that that has ever happened in the history of the world, but the Bible said it would happen, that God would reach out his hand a second time and bring them back into the land. And the Bible says that they will never be removed again. So they are going to be there and stay there in the land of Israel today. So um, the Palestinians didn't wanna take up the UN on a state or for what reasons I won't go into now, they declined. And as soon as they declared themselves a nation, immediately there was a war. They were attacked by all the surrounding Arab nations. And the United States stood behind Israel and even helped to equip them. And beyond all odds, they won. And they took some of the land that was deemed to be Palestinian land and they controlled it. The lines were frozen in what was called the Green Line, the West Bank, the Golan Heights, the Gaza Strip were all still considered not to be Israel proper. The rest of it was Israel proper. 
until the 1967 war, when once again, Israel took more than they ever thought. They took it all. They took the Golan Heights, they took the West Bank, they took the Gaza Strip, they took a portion of Egypt when all of these Arab countries had attacked them and it was almost miraculous. Now, a couple of things happened. They made a peace treaty with Egypt and gave that land back to them. They also gave the Temple Mount back over to Jordanian control. The West Bank was in Jordanian control before that. And so they gave uh, the Temple Mount back over to Jordanian control and their shared control on the Temple Mount today. And almost immediately, Israel began to place settlements in the West Bank. That is the disputed territory. The world condemns Israel because they are putting settlements in the West Bank and in the east part of Jerusalem. When they took Jerusalem in 1967, it was a divided city. The east part was under Israeli control and the west part was under Jordanian control. And when Israel took it all, now they began to place settlements in the east part of Jerusalem. They were small little families that were moved into neighborhoods and they've continued that on for 73 years and that has only increased. So the number of Jewish people living in the west part of Jerusalem among Palestinians is around 200,000 in 2017. And in the West Bank, in the settlements was 400,000. Now there's 2 million Palestinians that live in Israel. There's some 6,000 Jews that are living in Israel and they are all over the place now. And Israel is only stepping up these settlements. Why there's not a peace treaty, they are continuing to increase and to make new settlements. Their plan, obviously, and remember, we believe that God has called Israel, that they are his people, but he has set them aside now, and we don't believe that everything they do is correct. And whether or not it's on the up and up, for them to be planning these settlements in the West Bank, I don't know. But this is why the world is condemning Israel because of what they're doing. They wanna get 10 million people that are in settlements all over Israel so that in any peace process, they don't have to give anything to the Palestinians. They're watching out for Israel. That's what they are doing. Now, a few years ago, they displaced settlements from the Gaza Strip and gave the Gaza Strip over to Palestinian control. Immediately, Hamas was born. Hamas is backed by Iran, and today Hamas is arming them, and they're shooting rockets from the Gaza Strip into Jerusalem, into different cities that are all over Israel. Israel is a small place. The more technology moves forward and rockets are able to reach, they're going all over the place. This is not going to be solved soon. Jesus talked about wars and rumors of war and earthquakes and ragings of seas as being birth pains. The war in Israel is like the main birth pain. This is God's time clock. And as this continues to go on, and currently, right now, there were more missiles shot into Israel from the Gaza Strip than ever before. This is a sign of the times. We are living in a time when the whole world is going to come against Israel, as the Bible tells us in Ezekiel chapter 38, with Gog and Magog and Tubal and Meshish. And all of these are Arab-controlled nations, except for Russia. But much of what was the old USSR is in that list as well. A lot of them are Muslim-controlled. And then you have Iran, which is 
one of the biggest agitators in the world today when it comes to Israel, and they're going to come against Israel. So you have this group of nations that make a confederacy that God puts a hook in Gog, the leader, his mouth, and brings them down against Israel, and they are destroyed on the hills of Israel. This is the last event to happen before the rapture of the church, or the rapture happens right before the Gog and Magog wars. These things that are happening today remind us that these things are just around the corner. I'm not setting a date. I think it's wrong to set a date. I'm not saying it's going to happen in our lifetime. Maybe it's when Israel takes total control of the Temple Mount and they start rebuilding the temple. Maybe it's when they take total control of all of the neighborhoods around Jerusalem. That might be in the future and that might be when God starts that time clock. All I'm saying is that we are the first generation out of all generations. The generation alive today is the only generation since 70 AD that has Israel as a nation. And that ought to make us set up and take notice that we are living in the last days and we are watching biblical things unfold before our eyes. It's said that there are dozens of passages in the Bible that talk about God working with the nation of Israel in the last days. I don't know exactly how many there are, but there are a lot. And as Christians, this should do two things. Number one, it should excite us. We should, we're looking at the end. But number two, there are people dying and there's a conflict and people are, when Jesus comes back, it's gonna be the worst time this world has ever seen. And so we should be on our game. We should be redeeming the time. We should be saying that I want to make sure that I am living for Christ so people can get saved because God desires that all would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God even pushes it off as far as he can. The Bible says, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would remain on the earth. That means that man would destroy himself. And God went as long as he could before he finally brought the end of the world and judged the entire world and restored the nation of Israel.